Hey everyone, we have quite a different show for you today. We're gonna to be talking about some really big things. We're actually moving this live show to our UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group, which is actually for anyone to join. It used to be only for people that have bought our programs, but it's for anybody that's serious about learning from us. We believe that we can help you, our regular viewers, on a much better level, on a higher level, by uh, posting these live shows to that Facebook group. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're also going to answer the first couple of really good questions that have come through from our UMS online coaching tribe, and also, uh, uh, we're going to talk about some, about Phil's new channel. Phil is starting his own channel for physiotherapists. So make sure you hang around. Uh, there's a lot of big stuff to talk about. And you don't want to miss this because if you tune in here next week on YouTube, you're going to see a whole lot of crickets. So uh, stay tuned. Hey everyone, in case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and the co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such amazing results with our members is that we've created a program that has a balance between strength and flexibility. Now, if you want to know how we do that, you can download one of the three free blueprints. There's a link in the description for the strength blueprint, flexibility blueprint, and the nutrition blueprint. As always, I'm joined by Phil. How are you today, Phil? Yeah, I'm very well. Uh, yeah, I think it's, we've been a bit absent for the last couple of days, some technical difficulties and Yanni. some big, um, big changes in the gym. So uh, yeah, I'm glad that we're back, uh, back behind the camera and, and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's someone that's walked into the gym here. You guys can't see this, but we actually have a whole gym just operating out there. Um, so morning, Quok. Uh, morning, Rito. Listen, I should say, I've, I've got to clarify this. You're not going to see crickets on this YouTube channel where, where this whole move, we are constantly trying to figure out better ways that we can spend our time to serve you better. And what we're going to be doing is, we've been talking about this for a while, but we are restarting our weekly workout videos, meaning they're going to be properly produced, edited videos filmed on our digital SLR camera. Um, infinitely times better quality than what you're watching now. You know, if you look at any of our top videos, they're all made that way and professionally edited. We're also going to be uploading these live streams that we do to the YouTube channel. It's just they won't be getting recorded live. Um, and we're going to play around with filming those with the DSLR camera. So you'll see this same show, but it'll be filmed in uh, high res. Um, I think it might even be in 4K. And uh, yeah, you'll have a much better quality um, show to watch. So, yep, so yeah. Right into Rad's shiny hair and really get all the grainy details and I mean, all the, the clear details instead of the, the grainy shot we got yeah, now. So. Yeah, that's it. And okay. also, there's, there's another couple of big things that we're, that we're going to be changing. Um, number one is that when Phil came and joined the team, we wanted to get him, you guys acquainted with him, get him acquainted with you. And um, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, you know, introducing everybody to Phil's expertise, which is definitely not our expertise in um, physiotherapy, um, sports injuries. Um, you know, all the great stuff that you hear Phil talk about. Um, but what we're going to do is we are going to bring our channel back to being about strength and flexibility training, calisthenics, weightlifting, all things UMS. And Phil is actually starting his own channel where he's going to be talking about all of the stuff that you've gotten used to him talking about. So who knows, I might make some guest appearances and Phil yeah, might I make some so. guest appearances on our show. I'm sure we will be because we're all under the yeah. same roof. Um, but that's really exciting stuff for you guys because... I do um, have an exercise and sports science degree, so I can talk strength and of course. Until the cows come home as well. But yeah, it seems like there's been a bit of interest towards the physio sort of stuff. So I'm happy to have given that um, away. But now I'm, yeah, really keen to kind of get a bit more focused on that. It might be a few uh, less episodes a week, but really kind of getting. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we do, big things happening. Yeah, because we want to make sure that we're serving our audience for what you guys want to see, you know. So we've got a large audience in the Unity Gym channel that are really keen to learn more about strength and flexibility. And we've also got a bunch of you guys that really want to learn about um, everything that Phil just spoke and, about. You know, so I'm, that, I'm sure a lot of that could be, you know, the same people. So yeah, you exactly. know, if you want to get your sort of strength and condition. Your dose here stuff, and then yeah. your dose there, it'll so be available to you. if you go into the you. link in the description of the, um, in the show you're watching right now, I've put up a link to my... Um, my current YouTube channel, which has a one subscriber, so race to get in there. Yeah, yeah. race to get in there and be in the first 10 subscribers. No, do that, guys. Go and, uh, go and subscribe to Phil's channel um, because for those of you that are regular viewers, you know that the stuff that he puts up is highly valuable, so you really want to watch. Uh, look out for that. Um, so Steve Cavanaugh is saying hi, and we've got Kumaran saying morning, guys. I avoid Facebook on my phone, so we'll miss some live streams uh, that I normally catch. That's okay, man. Um, it'll be there for you to watch, and it'll still get uploaded to, um, yeah. uh, to YouTube in better quality. The, for some of the Facebook uh, dislikers out there, which I can totally relate to, um, you know, you could always just download it, turn off all notifications from it, so you don't get Facebook telling you anything, and then just you know check in with the with the stream. Uh, yeah, that's right. Knowing yeah. that it's going to come up, and like that's just a way of not letting it intrude in your life, which I totally appreciate. But. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, it also just. Um, you can just watch it on the YouTube show when we upload it um, yeah. shortly afterwards. You know that's yeah. another but way to do it. The benefits being on the Facebook live stream is you're going to get your answer, your questions answered first. Yeah, right. It's uh, well, it's not just that. It's what we're doing is we have an inner circle. We we have our inner tribe of people who are part of our UMS online coaching program, and we want to serve them better. The people that are subscribed to our program that are getting the highest level of coaching from us, and this is the this is a really good way that we believe that we can do this because they can ask questions straight to the Facebook page, and we're going to be answering those questions first um, and we've got and a couple their questions will be very informative and useful for the and Yanni's saying Yanni wants me to say their questions are going to be very very informative and useful for all of you that aren't subscribed to our program yet because they know our program so they're asking higher level questions they're asking questions um, that are more related to what we're doing so um, you could be in that channel too you could you could so. anyone can do it and it's only uh, 49 US dollars a month so uh, shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've got our first couple of questions here that I'm going to answer. Just to be, um, just for someone who's kind of not aware of like what you've got going on in, on Facebook, uh, can you run through like the different groups and maybe the different, yeah, absolutely. And how you are in each of those oh, groups? Good, good, good call, Phil. I didn't think about that. So we've got, but we've got our Unity Gym page, which is a public page, just like any business have that has that you go and like, you know, you just like the page if you want to follow Unity Gym and, you know, we do regular updates on there. We share the stuff that we put on Instagram. We, we, you know, we interact with our audience audience there. But we've got three private Facebook groups that are basically depending on, you know, what uh, what training type of training you're doing with us. We've got our Unity Gym Tribe page, which is strictly for Unity Gym members only. The only way you can become a member of that page is if you're a member of Unity Gym, the physical location. Then we have our UMS Online Coaching Group, which is strictly for people in our UMS Online Coaching Program. So anywhere in the world, if you're subscribed to our UMS Online Coaching Program, uh, you get access to that group. And then we have our UMS Movement Mastermind, which is a mastermind group of anybody that is interested in what 
what it is that we do. So the majority of people in that group are people that have purchased our standalone programs, um, but there's also a bunch of people in there who are just really interested in what it is that we do. So these shows are now going to get broadcast live to that UMS Movement Mastermind group. So any of you can join the group. There's a uh, If there's not a link for it in this description, there will be at the by the time we finish doing this uh, live show, but you can search for it. If you just go to Facebook and search for UMS Movement Mastermind with spaces between the words. I'll put that in right now. There you go. Phil's um, doing it right and now. And big shout out to Holy K Knight. Tommy is my first subscriber. Oh, yeah, Tommy. Tommy. Yes, Tommy. So, um, thanks for subscribing. Jump on that link in the description and... Uh, Yep. Go from there. Yep, that's it. So we're going to answer three questions now that we've got uh, from our um, UMS online coaching group. So the first one is from Blakely Harnage. And um, I love uh, Blakely's one of our uh, moderators and one of our senior students. And, and he has said, I read that heavy weightlifting can actually weaken the pelvic floor. That's some unfair bullshit. What's that about? Um, I have no idea about that, and I'm really keen to hear what Phil says, but that sounds like absolute baloney to me. Um, Phil? Uh, yeah, let me just get that. Oh, there it is. I've got a There we go. There okay, so Phil's put the link in there um, uh, as a comment in this video. So click on that it's and the, uh, join that group for those of you that are watching. And also, um, yeah, hit smash that like button. Smash it up. And um, uh, leave a comment with your name and where you're watching from so we can give you a shout out. So Phil, what do you reckon? Heavy weightlifting weakening the pelvic floor? Um, well, so to I guess to get a bit of an uh, understanding of what the pelvic floor is, it seems to be one of those terms that can be a bit lost in the like you know, ephemeral sort of like, you know, the, the core, like what, what yeah, is that? Yeah, so yeah. just to be clear about what the pelvic floor is, is a series of muscles that are, um, I guess, like deep inside your pelvis that uh, make up like the bottom. If you think about the pelvis being a bit of a bowl, it's the muscles along there. And so they're related to, um, I guess, intra-abdominal pressure, but also control of like the sphincters in, um, yeah. So you have these muscles that if things go wrong, uh, uh, then you know you can have some, yeah you can have some um, issues around incontinence like bladder and bowel control yeah. um, and also just a, a fairly like an inability to produce force yeah. because you need to have this yeah. strong intra-abdominal pressure to be able to um, brace your your whole body and and, and produce force so um, things that can happen when you have a weak pelvic floor are things like hernias where you get part of the abdominal contents coming through the muscular wall which is very unpleasant and also prolapses which are probably even more unpleasant so uh, just to be clear like I'm not a pelvic floor expert there are physios who actually uh, specialized exclusively in sort of pelvic floor physio and um, so yeah, there's, if you want to know more about exactly what the pelvic floor is, um, I definitely recommend, or you've had any issues with that, uh, probably don't see me, maybe go and see a pelvic floor specialist. Um, but yeah, certainly one of the things that can happen when you're uh, lifting really heavy weight, especially in uh, sort of powerlifting or also calisthenic stuff where you're really like <laughs> bracing strongly against these, these massive forces, if, if you have a muscular weakness, then that's when these things can happen. So with all um, stuff that we've talked about, basically, if you gradually build things up, like those muscles will be gradually like um, yep. uh, stressed and therefore re respond to stress with getting stronger. And there's no reason why you should have issues. It's when people do, it's like you kind of hear about, you know, your, your old uncle who, you know, tried to lift up a, like a heavy um, uh, lawnmower or something and suddenly just uh, yeah, blew out <laughs> had a blowout so like it, it's if you're it's it, all just about you, that load management yeah exactly it? it's that load management yeah. you keep talking about if you gradually build it up then that will um, yeah mitigate, I can't see why the issue, but I'd be interested yep. to hit, um, have a look at the article about that because this is just me off the cuff about what I know about pelvic floor 
but there's no like yeah so Blakely getting... if you want to share that uh, maybe um, we can have Phil give you yeah a, but a, a analysis totally it just doesn't make sense to me that like when you stress that muscle they will get stronger and a lot of sort of old school physio land is like do these really hard to like understand tiny mm -hmm. contractions that you're like and that the, the amount of load you're putting through there don't really understand like, Yanni says he reckons it sounds like a load of shit I reckon yeah. it sounds like a load of shit as well I'm calling bullshit Phil, on it Phil's gonna be a lot more diplomatic about yeah. his answer yeah so Phil's, Phil, Phil's, Phil's, Phil's gonna be a lot more dip, diplomatic uh, around it he always is uh, Yanni and me are a little bit more direct and Yanni and I uh, are both uh, in agreement on this we're calling bullshit on, on, um, a, on another note we need a little we need a little <laughs> bullshit flag so we can flick it up and go on another note <laughs> Related to heavy lifting, uh, Matthew Hollings's PhD study has been published now, um, proving that weightlifting is the most superior method to maintain brain cognitive function. So Yanni's saying one of our one of our first team members when we first opened Unity Gym seven years ago, he was just fin he just finished his um, exercise sports science degree and he was starting a PhD and he just finished his PhD where he proved, he finished it a few years ago, it a few years ago. It's, it's been published now and cited, proving that weightlifting is the most effective way to prevent degenerative brain uh, disease. So um, take that one, PhD has been proven it. Um, <laughs> and it's cool because he was a team member. Here. Yeah, yeah, Matt is a legend. Uh, Google Matt Hollings or Matthew Hollings is a great guy. Just to be the overly diplomatic one, uh, yeah, there's so many, like it's such exciting and I'm so stoked for Matt. He's a bloody the smartest dude, um, I think. A weapon, yeah, he's, he's really unreal. Um, I guess I've just been doing like lots of meta science study, which is about like the science of science and how uh, you know, one study doesn't necessarily prove things, but it's definitely like a great, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. such an exciting move in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Um, Alex Seabrook is saying, do you still see, seek improvements in the, in the weightlifting space or does the focus fall towards more complex movements, calisthenics movements after a certain period? Uh, and for Yanni, uh, okay, so I will answer that question first. Um, so he's talking about the UMS specifically, Alex is talking about. So do we still seek improvements in the weightlifting space or as we progress or does the focus fall towards more complex movements uh, and calisthenics movements after a certain period? Yes and no. We constantly seek improvement in uh, squat and deadlift and bench as well. And that does fall onto the individual a little bit depending on your goals are. Um, but the squat and deadlift are the... Um, uh, the be all and end all for the um, lower body, uh, you know, short of periodization and subbing in unilateral movements and what the individual has. And we have a massive focus on that, which will never change, Alex. There's um, there's very little that trains the lower body better than just a, a good barbell. Um, as far as upper body goes, it's a personal thing for me and the way that I view training that when you achieve a certain level of strength that you start to transition into pursuing calisthenics movements. And the reason why I believe that is because there, there will come a point where you get to diminishing returns in weightlifting. There will come a point where you, you just hit a level where it's very, very hard to get past it, um, you know, on, on a massive amount. Like, let's say you start weightlifting and you can barely squat 40 or 50 kilos and you're an 85 kilogram uh, man and you're in a, in a healthy age with no major injuries. You know, you can expect over the first couple of years to, you know, triple 
even quadruple that amount of weight that you can lift, you'll get to a point where even if you train for that same amount of time harder than you did, you'll barely put 5% or 10% of the amount on. Now for me, when I get to that point with my upper body, it makes more sense to me that I use the same amount of time training pursuing something that I can't do, which is calisthenics. The other thing is, is that calisthenics is a little bit dangerous when you're not strong enough to do it. Um, and it's also very hard to progress from progression to progression, sometimes you'll hit this glass ceiling. So weightlifting can be used to break through those plateaus. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Feel like, I kind of feel like you're um, waiting to chime in here. Um, yeah, I just said I like one thing with the UMS, which I love so much, is it's got the potential for you to kind of direct your own yeah. training towards yeah. your own goals. So exactly. um, you know, if you're all about calisthenics and you appreciate that you need to get like that base level of strength with the weightlifting, then certainly you can kind of, you know, be gradually building up your weightlifting, get to a certain strength and then fall towards more of that complex stuff with the yep. calisthenics. But uh, for those out there who, you know, your goals are to be like really strong, strong and, and, and flexible, flexible yeah. um, and then you, you know, you enjoy doing a bit of calisthenics on the side, then you don't necessarily need to go and like put all your time into being a complex sort of amazing calisthenics athlete when you know you're more focused on the strength and all the maybe it's a you know the cardio fitness at the end that you really like or maybe it's just you like being a generalist and you enjoy just getting into you know a bit into each mm -hmm. so yep. i think it's just really yeah key alex to just think about what your goals are as i've talked about so much and then direct your training accordingly within the ums program it really works for yeah, things. absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, Alex, um, my goal is definitely what you said. When I get to a certain level, I will shift my focus to, to doing much more calisthenics. But um, the more and more I train, the more and more I realize that weightlifting is a, just a huge part of general strength. That is something that I will never neglect again. I have neglected it in the past in favor of calisthenics and I injured myself. I hit plateaus. Um, and yeah, I really think that periodization is key where you're periodizing by using because um, upper body weightlifting is generally open kinetic chain movements, whereas upper body calisthenics is generally closed kinetic chain movements. So they affect the nervous system and strength development differently, and it's good to use both of them. It's not good to just do one or the other. Um, okay, so the second part of your question, Alex, is and for Yanni in particular. Yanni, this one's for you. Uh, actually, this is also for Richard, um, I wanted to say. Uh, as in Yanni and Richard being particularly quite tall. Do you have any tips or tricks for taller people to avoid lower back injuries and hip tightness? I have certainly seen improvements using the program and working on structural balance, but still get a little nervous about squatting, especially with heavier weights. I was uh, particularly interested in this question because um, to my knowledge, and Phil might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, there is no correlation between height and back problems. I've never uh, come across that. So I found it interesting that you asked being older, um, is it you know, referring to that it's common to have back problems? Um, it, it's being taller, sorry. Um, I, uh, yes, I, I don't know what, where you've g gathered that information from or that, or that uh, correlation. To, to my knowledge, having a, a, um, a back issue is, um, you know, usually directly related to um, uh, either shitty posture or a weakness and instability or a, a pre-existing, you know, if you've, if you've ha had an issue in the past or like myself. Management. Or load management. That's exactly right. Now, um, I've had a look at some of your videos since seeing this comment, Alex, and um, 
I do um, sort of see there that you have, um, uh, there's room for muscular development in your lower back and your glutes and that area around your pelvis where you can stabilize it. And that's what I'd be really focusing on. And, uh, and what Phil said there, load management is super important. I don't personally believe there's any correlation between, uh, <laughs> between height and, uh, and back pain, or at least I haven't come across it. Yep. Yeah, you heard, you heard a, it here first. I'd have a few comments on it where certainly when you think about longer, um, you know, body parts, like the body is all levers. So you have areas, you know, when you, you're going into a hinging motion, if you have the weight out in front of you and you're longer, then it's going to be more total force going through, um, you know, the area where the force is, 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 is hinging. So in a deadlift, for example, if you are doing a deadlift and your form is such that you end up taking the bar away from your midline, mm -hmm. then suddenly you've got these larger forces that can be, you know, increasingly, um, like with how far out it is, depending on how tall you are, can um, be a bit of an issue. So I think maybe uh, have a look at um, yeah, post up some of your, if it's deadlift or you said maybe squat here as well. Um, it's all, try and get some of those side on shots where we can really see that midline. Cause with those movements, if you can keep the bar in the midline, it doesn't matter how tall you are, but certainly technique issues can then exacerbate things if you are a bit taller, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, um, in all honesty, Alex, like the, you, you know, we, the squat and the deadlift is such a simple movement and so many people have done so much of it before that, you know, you watch a tutorial like in the UMS and you leave it at that. But I'm telling you now, after squatting for decades, I still watch videos of people that know more of me saying the same thing over and over again because sometimes you watch something enough and something that you just didn't notice just stands out to you and you're like, oh my God, you know, if I put my bum here, which has been in the explanation the whole time. I just didn't pick up on it. It completely changes the way you do it. So I would rewatch the tutorials in the UMS for the deadlift and the squat yeah. and just really make sure that you're, you know. Particularly keeping the shins vertical, I find is something that people really struggle with, sitting back, keeping the shins vertical, which then for the enables, deadlift, yep. the, exactly, which enables the bar path to be directly in line with your body. So bar path being the line, it just goes straight up and down. If you are from, the, if you're going from the top and you're going, you're lowering the weight, and it uh, has to go over your knees and the bar path is going to go off your body. Mm. It's called a little ski jump. So make sure you're initiating the movement back with your hips from the top yep. and then keeping your shins vertical. And that's probably a good place to start. But um, yeah, we'll have a look. If you posted some videos on there before of your deadlift from side on and your squat from side on, then we can have a look. And that's one of the great things about the UMS Mastermind group is that you can put up these videos of, for form checks and get the community involved in helping you and, and us uh, being able to see what you're doing. So we can give you more um, yeah, in-depth answers. Yep. So just a quick couple of shout outs. Benji from level six above us, who's a member of the gym is saying, Benji, level six, how are you brother? Um, we'll answer your question about your specific question in just a sec. Tommy's saying, good morning guys, catching your stream while I'm driving this morning. Uh, ben Arola is saying, hello guys, do you recommend to rest a day or two after a flexibility session? I absolutely do, but you need to understand what the difference between flexibility and mobility is. And in a very short answer, fl a flexibility session is where you do multiple sets, multiple reps, multiple different exercises with the goal to increase the flexibility of your muscles and of your um, your ability to get into a position. Um, and that requires recovery. Mobility is just taking your joints through their full range of motion in a variety of different ways are done at a much lower level. And I recommend doing that on rest days. And an example would be, I don't do the same flexibility training um, with less than 48 hours absolute minimum um, and I usually go for 72 hours for me 
Um, Steve, uh, and I get great results with that, better results than if I'm doing the same stretching daily. Um, Steve Kavanagh is saying, please note the name of a PhD study and author as my wife is studying aging and dementia. So the name of the author is Matthew Hollings. Yanni, do you know what the name of the PhD study was? One of the authors. Matthew um, Hollings is one of the authors. Uh, yeah, I just put his name up there for... His supervisor was on telly last night explaining it. Um, We're not sure, man. But if you Google Matthew Hollings PhD, it'd have to come up. You'd have well, to you'd yeah. have to find something. Yeah, they, they have, um, or um, on PubMed. There's a thing for it's called ResearchGate, which basically tells you like that person and all their publications. So yeah. I'll jump on there and, and yeah, you should be able to if you spend five minutes googling Matthew Hollings, you'd be able to find it. Um, Benji Williams is saying, what about ratio of legs to back length? I'm six three, but sitting down, I'm taller than my six five mate. He has long legs. Listen, I've got a long spine. Yanni's got a short spine. Yanni's got long legs. I've got um, short legs. It uh, doesn't mean anything. None of us suffer from any yeah, conditions. To, it, it, all that happens is, and, and Phil sort of pointed this out, you have to adjust your body positioning. Yeah, your body position. Physical. Your body. And this goes for Alex as well. You yeah. Know, yeah. He has to discover the right body position. Yeah, the right body position is different for everyone. Person. Basically, a barbell can only do one thing. It can fight gravity, which means the only thing a barbell can do is try to drop straight down. As soon as you manipulate a barbell in a way where it deviates, and every single weightlifting movement, if you think about it, is just a creative way to move a barbell up and down. So you're just getting, you're positioning your body in different ways that you can move the barbell up and down to hit different muscles. If you, when you deviate off that vertical path, you put strain on the body in a suboptimal way the majority of the time, especially if you're doing the typical barbell lifts like a squat, deadlift, bent over row, bench press, shoulder press. When you deviate from that vertical movement of up and down, that's when you run into problems. So you're going to, Benji, if you've got a longer spine and a shorter legs, then the way that you deadlift is going to look different than your mate who is the same height of you with a shorter spine and longer legs but if you look at the barbell and nothing else it should look exactly the same the barbell should go up and down yeah i'd really encourage people to look at um oh there's this great instagram uh channel where it's like um top level olympic weightlifters so um clean and jerk and snatch mm. and it's in like super slow motion high definition yeah. and they it's just amazing to watch how they can get the bar from on the ground over their head and in a, the in a just in a a, perfectly yeah. straight yeah line. they yeah. just like maneuver their body around yeah to yeah. like get under there and so that's a, a really good example of like people can do it at that great speed and that great weight to like enable that straight bar path that's mm -hmm. exactly what you're aiming for in these simpler movements of the squat bench and deadlift yeah. um just try and yeah, like, and and it takes so much more practice it, yeah, than what I the average just, person understands. When I trained like, for a year and a half in in powerlifting, like it just blew my mind how many like different ways you could tweak things and make things different. Yep. So foot positioning and and, and all sorts. And, of stuff. and when you watch Bass warm up, so Bass is a good friend of ours um, on Instagram, Australian strength coach, one of the strongest people um, in the country, even in the world. Um, and he, when I remember, because he used to train at our gym, um, and Phil trained with him for ages at his gym. When you watch him warm up, this the guy squats 300 kilos plus for reps. Three, yeah, I was saying for reps. So 360 is his max yeah, one. 370. 370. 370 now. 360 for four reps, Yanni's saying. I mean, yeah. it's insane. But if you watch him warm up, he starts his warm up at 20 kilos and he incrementally goes up in 20 kilo increments or 20 kilos on each side. And he does every single rep on his warm up as though he was lifting his maximum weight. And he'll proclaim that to you. So you'll see him with a 20 kilo bar and he goes, 
and he does it exactly like he was going to do 300 kilos because he's trying he's to train his, his arms are nowhere near here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> arms are out there. He doesn't have the same shoulder flexibility as I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing when you see somebody at that level, the amount of focus that goes into something that a lot of people call a basic lift, you know. Um, and we put we, we try to get people to understand that. It's all about greasing the groove. It's all about load management. It's all about understanding that you don't just lift as, as much as you can lift with shit technique. It's about really greasing the groove yeah, and nailing that technique. I'm so excited technique. about this move of the live show onto the Facebook group just because you can have, and have that like extra level of interaction where you guys can post up videos that are directly related to what we're talking about. We can really have that two-way interaction exactly. at exactly. a higher level than we can through this through YouTube where we don't quite have that same thing. So yep. definitely um, click the link or search for um, UMS, UMS Mas Movement Mastermind, yeah, Movement Mastermind yep. on Facebook. Um, join up there and we can uh, keep that discussion going in it. And you can get the like form checks from all sorts of people. You can get, you know, questions or anything after. Yep. So, uh, Christian Unger is uh, our last UMS online coaching member who's posted a question. Uh, Christian is saying, do you guys do any work around walking technique, correct gait, any exercises that could be incorporated, uh, to screen for and correct weaknesses, poor technique. And further, when hiking with, let's say, 25 kilograms hiking back at, pack on, uh, how might one be affected by the weight uh, and adjust gait to the weight demands? So the first thing I'll say is that at UMS, no, we don't. We don't do any um, specific stuff around walking except for training bare feet um, and we do a lot of exercises that are designed to strengthen the ankles knees hips and core to be able to make sure that your knee is tracking in the right direction and all of that good stuff but as opposed to like what a podiatrist would do or a certain physiotherapist um, we we don't do much yeah, uh, around that space you and Richie would have the same experience of carrying around yeah heavy packs I'll, I'll tell you about that okay so uh, 25 kilograms is nothing compared to what I used to carry um, and an average pack march in the army was about 50 kilograms on your back plus another eight kilograms in your webbing and between five and 15 kilograms in your weapon, your weapon system. Um, and the a heavy pack march, some of the heaviest ones we did, um, some of the guys had 70 kilograms on their back. Um, so how does that, uh, how are you affected by the weight? Um, horrendously. Uh, it, it, it fucks you up. Um, what I noticed is, and I was really aware of it because I was a personal trainer for years before I joined the army. So I was aware of trying to activate my core and trying to use my glutes but no matter how much I did what happens is it pulls you into an ex 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 um, excessive extension position because basically your body try like that that it shifts your center of gravity and your body tries to bring that center of gravity over the feet and the way that it does that is by pushing you into extension and that has horrendous effect on your hip flexors your core muscles and your extensors. Um, yeah, so, so certainly in the UMS with all the, uh, you know, the shell body hold and um, yeah, all that core activation stuff will be really useful for that. And certainly um, the single leg components to the uh, strength training will yeah, head everything in the right sort of direction. Absolutely, which is really what the UMS is all about. You know, people often say to us, oh, I need a customized program, you know, for this, this and this need. And the truth is the UMS has been very, very carefully created over decades now um, and refined, 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 um, had Phil look over it with a fine tooth comb, um, someone of his expertise, someone with a degree in exercise, sports science and physiotherapy, and then he's gone, you know, I would probably do it this way and then we've changed it. And, and that process has gone on for a long, long time now to get it to a point where it, it prepares the body for 
almost anything um, as good as you can. And when I say almost anything, what I mean is like for, for every basic sporting activity and movement, it gives you a really good base of strength and flexibility. Yeah, so just to be really clear, it gives you that great foundation, but then when you are really specializing into one particular thing, you've just got to grad, like that load management piece, like gradually increasing your exposure to that is going to be what keeps you um, strong and, and, and healthy. Yep. So basically if you've like, you know, been doing the UMS, but going to work every day, like not ever spending any time with the backpack on, then that change of zero kilos on your back to 25 kilos on your back and long periods of time walking instead of long periods of time sitting at a desk, that's where you run into trouble. So what I'd recommend is if you have a big like walk coming up, then you do a series of shorter, less intense walks with a lighter pack, which you gradually increase. Mm -hmm. Like you use those strength training principles that you're learning so well in the UMS and apply it to those other parts of your life where, mm -hmm. um, you know, it. You may not think about it because, like, oh, it's just a holiday. Yep. It's just a hiking day. <laughs> my my advice, um, if reflecting back on my time in the army now, the way that they um, progressively overloaded us for pack marching, I thought was really good. Um, Twenty five kilos is um, not a ridiculously heavy weight, but your exposure to how long depends you do on the it person, for. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. It depends on the person. She's a forty kilo lady, then that's like yeah. more than half a weight. So <laughs> sadly, for the forty kilo ladies in the army, they didn't modify the weight for them. Everybody yeah, started with. 25 kilograms and it was quite funny um, watching these little four and a half foot girls with the same amount of weight as you and it just hating life um, but what we did was we started with two kilometers then we went to four kilometers then six kilometers then eight kilometers and it went like that in a weekly um, so we only did it once a week um, and you progressively expose yourself to longer distances and I think that that was a, um, a, a good way to do it the other thing is that when you do a, a, if you go for hiking like that whenever I would periodically take your pack off like um, probably at least once every hour for five minutes and when you do that I would um, do some uh, forward flexion stretches I would open up the chest stretches like some some stuff that you can do for that that, that you know from the UMS uh, coaching and also for the hip flexors um, hamstrings and uh, 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 calves. When I say stretches though, I'm not talking about static stretches. At the very end of the hike, you can do some static stretches, but just do some loaded stretching and just some mo mobility, some mobilization in those joints. Yeah. What do you reckon, Phil? Great. Um, so just for people who do it, like when they jump on the uh, Facebook group, is there a is there the one thread that you want all the questions to go towards? At the moment, you've got that comment section there where we're drawing the comments that we're answering. Yeah, first. yeah. So what we're going to do, um, the way it's going to work is I'm going to, uh, so I've pinned a post as an announcement to the UMS online coaching group, and we will always be answering our online coaching uh, members first. Um, and then what I'll do is I'm going to pin a post in the UMS movement mastermind group where people can do the same thing. And basically, the post will be pinned, but I will, when we answer the questions, I'll delete that comment so that we know, so that, uh, because otherwise eventually we're going to have a thousand comments there. Yeah, we could even reply and say answered in that the, episode so the, people the can get that. Yeah, we could get. do that. The problem is that as people... Uh, yeah. comment on a on on a comment it bumps it to the top sure. so people could be commenting yeah. and we'll, somebody we'll that's figure out the yeah. details to make it um, yeah so but we would but that's basically the way it's going to happen so you'll you'll put a comment in this uh pinned post and then we will answer uh that comment in the shows yeah and so then after again after that sort of done we'll also then answer if we've got through everyone we'll answer the questions on youtube but we really do encourage you to get on the facebook group there's no reason why you can't get on it that's yeah yeah absolutely join yep. um and i'm also really like i would answer the the first question i'd answer is someone who 
puts a voice message on the podcast. I haven't gotten it yet. I mean, yeah, right. Been waiting for one. We've got nearly <laughs> like over 500 listens now. I'm so stoked that people have been listening to it. So again, if you don't know, we have a podcast. I turn these shows into podcasts every day. I put a lot of my love into doing that. So please uh, subscribe and rate us on Apple um, Podcasts. But uh, yeah, we, you can also put voice questions through there if you're a podcast listener. So. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we've got one more shout out. Uh, Cohen Parker has just joined the stream. Thanks for joining, brother. Make sure that you join the Facebook group called UMS Movement Mastermind. We will do two more shows or well, a show tomorrow and Friday uh, will be done on this YouTube channel. But as of Monday next week, they're going to be going uh, to that Facebook And just page. a friendly reminder that I'm going to be setting up my channel as well. I'll put a link in the description. So if you could uh, subscribe uh, to that for all the your sort of physio content and more of you know more of yeah guys that is going to be an invaluable resource because the same way that we give away all this free content for you guys and answer your questions Phil's going to be doing that um, with his expertise around physiotherapy and uh, sports science yeah. and I'm just about set up with my online consultations I know I've said that for a little while but I really am so <laughs> <laughs> that will be coming soon as well so yeah, stay tuned yeah. I know that sometimes we all say that oh this is happening this is happening. It just takes time. It takes yeah. time to set all this Turns stuff up, all, all this online man. stuff. It's yeah, fun. it's brutal. And there's so brutal. many things happening at once. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. But That's we right. make time for this every day except for the last two days. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning every in, everyone. Please smash that like button. Uh, leave a comment with your name and where you're watching from if we didn't give you a shout-out. And uh, we will see you tomorrow for our second last show on the YouTube channel. Well, not really. The second last time it's going to be streamed live to YouTube. It'll still get uploaded to YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.